Welcome to Dead House. I'm Dylan. I'm Nathan. And today we are recording at your house. Brand new live <laughs> location. Yeah, my house. Uh, you know you know why we're here? Well, I just figured because you're home alone. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the cats were not enough company. Yeah, but the real reason is we've lived in this house since February. What's that, three months? Yeah. And we still only have one key. We've okay. not we've not actually got a second key cut. Yep. So and, and Alex left with the key. No, no, I've got the key. Oh, okay. But, but you've got a letter in. Yeah, I've got okay. a letter in at some point. <laughs> That's funny. That's so. good. This is nice. We've got like a little breeze come through the window. I've lit a candle got, for you. Yes, it's it's very aromatic. I don't know what smell that is. Red. It's nice though. <laughs> I think it's an IKEA candle. And um, we are recording this on Friday the 12th. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that didn't quite work out as well as we'd like it to. That's right. And what is the reason for recording on Friday the 12th, Nathan? Uh, well, because the famous movie Friday the 12th came out in... No, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Friday the 13th is the movie we're talking about today. Yes. The 1980... Is- well, this was one of the, the films that like spawned the slasher franchise trend. Yeah, well, I, mean, I was, I was going to say this is what spawned the podcast. Like we talked, well, that about, too. talked about in the first episode. Yeah. Um, we watched this together on Friday the 13th and that's where you had the idea to do a podcast. So eventually we were going to come and do it. That's right. Because, yeah, we were talking about it at, at work that it was Friday the 13th and I think we got home. We we're like, fuck it. Let's just chuck on the film. Because yeah, I, yeah. I had never seen the original before that point and mm. you had. I had, yeah. I can't remember when. Some, one of the years of, of yeah. looking through horror movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And because um, I had seen like bits and pieces of different films in that franchise and then the 2009 requel, we'll call it, which we went into <laughs> in the sequels episode. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, this was, I thought it was great. I found a lot of parts funny just with how dated it was or just like the cringy effects and acting, but that's just like what gives it part of its charm. Yeah, I was going to say, you you thought it was great. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. It's it's all right. It I don't know if it knows what... It kind of knows what it is. Of yeah. Like, even the way it was made. Uh, so directed by Sean F. Cunningham or Sean Cunningham. Uh, the cat just jumped up on the laptop. <laughs> Hopefully we're still recording. Yeah, that'd be fine. Uh, apologies if you hear any cat sounds throughout this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, directed by Sean S. Cunningham. There you go. Written was, by Victor Miller. There you go. I knew his last name was Miller. I didn't quite get his first name. Mm. So, I'm pretty sure it was... Uh, so, Sean S. Cunningham, he had produced Wes Craven's Last House on the Left previously. Yes, I remember reading right? something about a uh, Wes Craven collab. Yep. Yeah, and then he went off and made a bunch of, I think, kids' movies that okay. kind of didn't do that well because they're yeah. kids' movies. Interesting. This was before Pixar was big. You know, people don't watch kids' movies back then. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And so he kind of just wanted to like make money. And so mm. he's like, you know what? Horror. Horror might be a good way to make money. Okay. And so he went to Vic Miller and said, uh, Halloween's very popular. Can we yeah. can we rip off that? Yeah, true. I was going to say Halloween was before this, but I suppose, uh, yeah, I don't know. This Whenever I think like 80s slasher franchises, like my mind always goes Friday the 13th. Oh yeah. It, it became a fucking juggernaut. Yeah. Like yeah. it... Halloween was before it, but it's not as, you know, widely loved mm. or known as Friday 13th. You know, something that I've always wondered. So, why is it called Friday the 13th? Uh, <laughs> I mean, other than, like, it, other than it takes place on Friday the 13th. But do they ever say that? Okay, so 
I, I did read about this a little bit. Okay, because I was thinking that, because I rewatched it before this pod, yeah. and I'm waiting for it, and I'm like, why the hell is this called <laughs> Friday the 13th? Like, was Friday the 13th the date, like, superstitious or bad luck before this franchise? I believe it was, because okay. the way it was made is, uh, I can't remember if it was Sean Cunningham or Vic Miller, mm. created the name first. They just thought, what's a good name for a horror movie? Friday the 13th. It's superstitious, okay. people know it. Wasn't you know? it called... It was called... Oh, I wrote I, it down. It was called... It was something bad. It's now like a Goosebumps oh. novel. A Long Night at Camp Blood. That's right. was yeah. the working title. <laughs> well, that was the working title. So I'm guessing that's what they had during production. Yeah, okay. Because originally they had the name Friday the 13th mm. and they advertised it in... I think it was a variety Okay. back in the day. Yeah, true. Um, and the ad was just... Like a black background with the name Friday the Thirteenth smashing through glass. Yeah, and, and it, they kept that in the title card. Yeah, and like before they had any story or mm. anything, they marketed it as the most terrifying film ever made. But they didn't have a story; they just had a name <laughs> of a of a movie, and they just hoped Interesting. that it would create enough interest yeah, that they okay. could make it. And it did; it secured them like half a million dollar budget because of that. Yeah, that's. I was reading that. Um, yeah, like a budget of five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And nearly made $60 million at the box office. So you can see why it spawned so many sequels and became such a pop culture icon, I guess. Yeah, but then back to the original question. Uh, yeah, so they had the, the movie name mm-hmm. and then they had they just created this typical slasher knockoff of, knockoff of Halloween. Yeah. A couple of, you know, Wes Craven, you know, mm, I def- homages thrown in there. Yeah, when I was reading about the background or like how the idea came together, I definitely saw a lot of mentions of Halloween mm. or like John Carpenter at least. Yeah, and so they had this generic slasher story. They mm. made it and then at some point they were like, wait a minute, what? Uh, the, mil- the movie's called Friday the 13th. We should put that in there somewhere. <laughs> and so there's one scene, it might be near the beginning of the movie, right. where one of the teens says... Oh, it's a full moon and Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, to like set so up that's a, how they set up like an aura of like an an aura of superstitious something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. And it yeah, and so then it also turns out that um the anniversary of Jason dying when he was a kid was on yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. See, that's the other thing. Like they don't, as far as I'm aware, like in the opening scene, which they um show, I think is set in 1958, never mentions Jason Voorhees. So. You know how, like, in the... Uh, I think it's in the sequel, um, the second part two, and in the requel, mm-hmm. when they start, like, the camping uh, trip around the bonfire. Like, they tell that story. But in this one, it starts and they're just getting picked off. Yeah, well, that's something that's very interesting about this movie mm. and pretty much what the movies became. Because, obviously, everyone knows now, who's pretty much... Uh, made a big point of it in the Scream opening. But yeah, Jason yeah. is obviously not the killer in this. No. And he wasn't the killer until the second one. Yeah. Didn't get his mask till the third one. Mm. So in the first movie, he was just a plot device. Yeah, that's used right. Used... It was just motive. Like, he, was, he was a motive for, yeah. uh, you know, bloody Mrs. Voorhees to kill. And interestingly too, um, I read that Vic Miller, the writer, was displeased with Jason becoming the killer because he was meant to be a victim. Mm, like yeah. it, it just the mother went insane, and um, with grief, I presume, just yeah. went on a murderous range, uh, uh, rage, range, murderous range, <laughs> murderous rage. Um, but they like changed the ending because the original script, um, he doesn't like jump out of the lake at the end and mm. like pull her out of the canoe into the water. And they, they just wanted a final. Yeah, I think they. I think final they scare. Sp- I guess specifically looked at Carrie and were like, "Hey, we want something like Carrie." Right. Okay. So Interesting. Something to jump out and grab. Yeah. So I thought that was. Because that definitely changed the entire dynamic. 
because it's like, oh, okay, because when, you know, she thinks that Jason's telling her to kill and she, like, speaks in his voice and mm. you get the whole, like, kick, kick, kick. <laughs> like... That was good. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> that was very good. Um, like, that was... It's, it's like when you watch it now, it's like, oh, okay, so it was, like, his, I don't know, soul, his ghost, like, telling her to kill, whereas in the original script, it would have been just, well, like, I don't know. her. I still don't know if that's what they actually intended because... Uh, like the end bit, that, that's that was a dream sequence with like the little boy Jason jumping out of the lake, right? Like, well, there's no way because I don't know because they find her in the lake, and when the cops rock up, yeah. By the way, cops are there <laughs> watching her. Two cops pull up on the riverbank, and then none of them apparently saw a boy pull her out of the water. Which I can see why you would think it's a dream sequence because it shows her the next morning like asleep drifting in this canoe, mm. but. She gets wet and she falls into the water. So if she was asleep in a canoe, what did it suddenly capsize? Well, yeah, but if she, if Jason, you know, pulled her into the water, mm. then how did she not die? Well, because then she wakes up know. in a hospital. Yeah, she wakes up in a hospital in a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're like what two minutes, five minutes into the pot. I'm already <laughs> slurring my speech. Um, she wakes up and like comes to in the hospital, but the cop that she's talking to and like asking her questions says that they pulled her out of the lake. Which yeah. I presume doesn't mean just from a canoe. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's meant to be up for interpretation yeah. to like create debate. I think it did make it a little messy that they did that. Yeah. Um, there was an original point I was going to make. For, oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I also thought it was really funny. I don't know if they actually intended it. But yeah. going back to like the Psycho right. movie review we did a yeah. while back, I think it's funny how that was about a boy who'd lost, well, lost. His mother was dead and mm. was kind of crazy pretending to be his mother. His mother yeah. was telling him to kill. Okay. And now you've got a movie where the mother lost a kid and now yeah. the kid is, quote unquote, telling her what to do, but she's crazy. That's an interesting parallel. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know if they made that, just copied yet another horror movie. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Vic Miller just took like a bunch of inspiration from whatever was popping at the time and <laughs> turned it into their own and uh, unintentionally blew up. And uh, I suppose we should probably address who's in it as well. So um, no one's super notable outside of Kevin Bacon, which I think is the first to die, like apart from the opening sequence set in the past. Which, no, speaking no. of that, I like that when it's the next scene, it just says present day. So you mm. can watch this at any point in the future. Obviously, it's dated by like haircuts and outfits and music. Technology but and it's stuff like, as well. Yeah, it, it doesn't like chain itself. It's not like when you see films and it's like set in the future, but when you watch it now, that year is already passed and yeah. where the fuck is my hoverboard? Bloody Terminator. Yeah, um, yeah. No, he's not the first guy because there's the, the very first uh, camp counselor. The friend going as well. To, going, going to go there. Oh, yes. And then there's the friend because he's like in the top bunk yeah. of the bed yeah, that they're making out yeah. on. That's right. Um, yeah. And then we've got Betsy Palmer and Adrian King, who I don't believe I remember from anything else. No. It's, yeah, I think they're all, they were all stage actors. So they had stage actors. Yeah, they, they hadn't been in any movies. They'd just been like performing on the stages. Interesting. And the the casting directors picked them because. I don't know, wanted them to be more relatable instead of like these Hollywood stars. Yeah, that's like when um, really Scott cast, um, oh, what's her name? Ripley. Um, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. <laughs> yeah, as, as Ellen Ripley in Aliens. Um, she was, yeah, I think she only had experience in like theatre. There you go. And um, yeah, ended up crushing it. Yeah. And even even Kevin Bacon wasn't the star that he is today. He had only, yeah. He'd only been in like a small part in Animal House, I think. Yeah, okay. And then was back to waiting tables as most struggling actors do. Interesting. I guess it's like 
that John Johnny Depp appearance in the original Nightmare film. It's like just a, appearance. He's a main character. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like that was his was that was his first feature. I w- I want to say it is. I don't yeah, know, I don't know enough about just, his life. Just <laughs> interesting that those like I don't know those kind of eighties and nineties iconic film stars like got a big you know kick off in some iconic horrors. It wouldn't really attribute if someone said think of some Kevin Bacon films. Well, because I'm a horror fan, my mind would go to Friday the 13th, but a normal person's mind probably wouldn't. Same with Johnny Depp. Like, I'd probably think, I don't know, a Tim Burton film. But yeah, I just yeah. think that's cool. Yeah, for sure. It's a good launching launching point for actors. Mm. Um, yeah, and like a few things, I guess, that this film did that was different um, from other horrors at the time, or at least like set... Um, like conventions for the genre moving forward was things like the POV of the killer. Like, you know, the opening sequence of Halloween where it's like through the eye holes on mm. the mask kind of thing. But then you've got like those long tracking shots. Like I noticed there's some scenes where, you know, it'll be like a few minutes long and it's just building up tension where the character is just kind of like plotting about the cabin or mm-hmm. um, they're outside at night or something like that. And the entire sequence is like one shot until the killer appears. Yeah. Well, there's that whole like super, it goes for a little bit too long mm. scene where she's like making a cup of coffee. Yeah. The end yeah. Of the movie. Which I thought was a nice tie in. I don't know if, if that's what they were going for, but at the start of part two, because it's, it's, I can't remember her name. Um, it's been too long in, since in I've seen the two. second one. Um, yeah, but the, the chick that essentially is the sole survivor of this, Mm. um, has like a dream sequence at the start of part two and then she kind of like, she's home alone, gets up, makes a coffee and then the kettle's boiling when she gets like the skewer in the neck. Like (laughs) that reminded me of, um, the original Friday the 13th where she's like waiting for her friends to come back. So she just makes a coffee, puts the kettle on the boil and obviously like that whistle is Mm. like a visual metaphor for the tension. You don't get the same as just the bubbling jugs these days. No, no. But yeah, so I thought that was cool. But also you get like the freeze frames and like the slow zooms, the slow-mo shots when they're like running away or the beheading <laughs> Jason's mother. Like That is that might be my favorite scene in the whole yeah, movie. Because she's like, she goes up, she's like grasping. I know, the, the fingers are still like <laughs> clutching, yeah. I mean, good effect though. It was good, yeah, for a, a, like... I mean, none of the deaths or none of the kills were really poorly done, like with practical effects. Yeah, it, they're, they're, they're all, all they're good. all a product of their time. Yeah, like, yeah. There's only so much you can do back when, I guess, they were still mm. creating the technology and stuff. Yeah. But obviously the effects were done by Tom, Tom Savini. Yeah, He's become yeah. a bit of a legend. I think before that, well, the reason he was hired for this movie could, was from his work on Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, cool. So that makes sense. There's a whole movie of, you know, dead people, blood everywhere. Oh! Basil. Uh, the Basil the cat just nearly jumped on the laptop and I just like gently backhanded her off. I hope <laughs> you, she's okay. You slapped my cat. They always land on their feet. It's fine. Yeah, that's right. Um, what were we talking about just then? <laughs> um, special effects. Special effects. Tom Savini, yeah, the man. Yeah, n- none of them look like... The makeup man. Bad, bad. I think my favourite... No. Well, my, my favorite one, I love the scene of the head chopping off, but my favorite effect is got to be the the first one in the movie where she gets her throat slit. And it's a simple yeah. effect. You just have a bit of a latex with a like in blood tube, and then you cut that and then it's I was going to say I was going to say the classic death we've already mentioned in this pod is the Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon one, the yeah. the fishing spear or whatever it is through, through the mattress <laughs> and out the throat. 
I mean, yeah, you, I mean you can cool. see like where the fake skin starts <laughs> and where like his head is like coming up through the the bedding, but it's still sick. Yeah, and for those who don't know the little little fun fact about that, originally they had this um, super complex contraption where, mm. uh, yeah, so he was under the bed and then he had a body fake body plastic made yeah. of latex or something laying yeah. in front of him, and then they had a tube that was going. Um, <laughs> that dull thought of the. Three kilo cat jumping onto the floor. <laughs> like, there's a lot, of, a lot of cat stuff in this episode. Um, they had a tube going to where the blood would come out, and they had just a, a pump, like oh, a, okay. a manual pump that they would um, pump the blood through. Yeah, yeah. But at the last second, that failed and it disconnected, and they could only do one shot of this because they didn't want to have to like make up all the a lot shit of again. effort. It's yeah, a lot of effort. Blood yeah. stained. So Tom Savini just grabbed the tube and fucking blew into oh, it. Oh, what a which G. is what created like the blood spurts. Yeah, and that's so cool. That, Kind of just look like a carotid artery being fucking. Jesus, I didn't slick. know that. That's yeah, cool. well, there you go. That's what I love about like just the I don't know like that they can always think on their feet because like things always <laughs> always go wrong when you're relying on technology yeah. and just like the creative ways they can think outside of the box to to get like the shot they want. And that's really cool. Got to make it work somehow. Yeah, and um, I really like as well. Uh, it, what's the town called? Because there's like. Crystal Lake is like where the camp is. Mm, it's like I, Camp Crystal Lake. I don't know the town. Yeah, I can't remember. But they're, it's interesting. They're all like superstitious kind of like almost cult-like town folk. <laughs> like because as soon as someone mentions like that's where they're going to go, everyone just like the room just falls silent. Everyone mm. like turns and like death stares. The well, they call it city. Camp Blood. They're like, oh, they're not opening up Camp Blood again, are they? Yeah, true. Actually, that's right. Because that's like a, a nickname that they've given it as well. Yeah, and I mean, they're right to be. I mean, a, a little boy drowned, okay? Yeah. And then I think they shut the camp down. Mm. Or no, they didn't shut the camp down. And then there was a murder spree that took place. Yeah, and then you've got like the creepy old guy, Ralph, I think his name was, on the bike. just like says Crazy Ralph, a, everyone's favorite character. Crazy Ralph says there's a death curse. And I like that they brought him back for part two. That was nice. Mm. I mean, well, he didn't last long. He's, <laughs> he's a weird character because the, the way they set him up is like, a bit of a red herring of like, hey, is mm. this the killer? It's some crazy guy who's telling them they're going to die and you're not going to come back. Yeah. There's a death curse. Particularly with the way that the town is like, oh, don't worry about him. Like, yeah. he's harmless. Like, I thought when the first time I saw us, I was like, oh, okay, so maybe that's the guy. But okay, so I already de- already knew, like, <laughs> okay. you know, that it wasn't. Because I was going to say, who would think that that's, that's the killer? That's That seems like such an obvious red herring. Just an old man on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Floppy fedora. Um, yeah, and, like, the, before we get, like, the, so we got the opening scene, which is set, like, in the 50s, and then before we get the main group of friends, um, there's that chick hitchhiking, um, and this is, I guess, also where you, you get the POV of the killer, um, for the first time, I think. Um, yeah. And she gets her throat cut, and what I like about this, like, knowing that at the end, it's an old woman, <laughs> and it's clearly a man that's yeah, got, got, like, the hunting knife and drags it across her throat. Absolute man hands. It's like that Seinfeld episode where she's got, like, lobster <laughs> hands or whatever. Oh, no, not lobster hands. <laughs> Using man hands to break a lobster. Break a lobster yeah. <laughs> uh, pincers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought I, that was funny. I do love, though, how... Every time they show the POV of the killer, because they can't have like they don't want to show the killer. It's like a whodunit movie, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But instead of that, they just anytime there's a POV that is the killer, they have like the score playing. Like, yeah. Almost say, "All right, this is a POV of the killer." Mm. And interestingly, like 
it's kind of tacky when you watch it again, seeing the big reveal at the end that like every time is the POV of the killer and like the hands reach out and it's clearly a man's <laughs> like it would have been cool seeing it the first time, not knowing the big twist and like the whole way through believing that it's like some guy. Mm. So yeah, that definitely worked to its benefit, but on rewatch, not so much. <laughs> yeah. And something I never really thought about uh, until rewatching it last time we saw it. Mm. Uh is right at the end when you do eventually find out. Yeah. Kind of the main reason you're meant to find out, I guess, is because it's the same car. Yeah. And like the very first time, I, I didn't, wondered I didn't that up on if that. that was like, I don't know if Jeeps were just popular in the <laughs> 80s, but I didn't know if it was the exact same Jeep that like the camp owner or whatever was using. Is it meant to be? What? Like, are you talking about the. The Jeep that she drives. The Jeep that, yeah. Because that's the Jeep at the beginning where she picks up the hitchhiker when you don't see her. But and then it, later, that's what she drives up in. Yeah, but doesn't she get it because it won't start at the bar? Nah, when, that's, a when like, that's a different car. It's still a Jeep though, isn't it? Yeah, but his doesn't have a fucking <laughs> roof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, so yeah, I guess like there's not much story to this really, as we've already said. Like they just wanted a kind of trashy slasher that just surprisingly took off. But it's mm. essentially it's a group. So yeah, because um, Camp Crystal Lake had that tragedy, it's like closed down and like abandoned, and it's just this new group of teens want to reopen it and create like a summer camp for kids, right? Yeah, that's pretty much that's, that's <laughs> pretty much plot. all there is to it. And then. About as generic as it gets, and then one by one they get picked off. Yeah, and they just fall off. So half the movie is just setting up the characters of going yeah. about setting up the camp and stuff. And I don't actually know, but it looked very real. You know when they're like cleaning out the cabins and there's a snake under the bed and they just chop it in half or in like uh, yeah. three pieces with a machete. That's a bit of a tragedy, actually. Yeah, because it, it was it, it was a real snake. And yeah, they really killed it. And yeah, wow. They, but it, it's worse than that. Like they. They got a snake handler mm. to get a snake in the movie. And like that's like this guy's job is to handle snakes in like oh, Hollywood that's rough. and stuff. And they didn't tell him they were going to kill it. I wonder so, <laughs> so he, he's just on set behind the camera or something. And then they just chopped this fucking snake in half. Jesus and then, Christ. Did they tell him? No. Oh my God. Yeah. So he, he's <laughs> that's for horrifying. the first time seeing it like, hey, you just chopped this fucking snake in half. That's part wow. of my job. Like he probably cared for it. Yeah. Wow. Probably had a name. Oh, for sure. For a wife and kids. Like it's it's actually really sad. <laughs> yeah, shit. Because I, I was wondering that when I was watching, I was like, oh, that's cool. They used a real snake. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see Cannibal Holocaust getting a lot of shit because yeah. of all the animal torture, but Friday the 13th, no, we'll let that slide. Just the credits roll and at the end, it's animals were harmed in the making <laughs> of this film. <laughs> yeah, Peter does not like this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah, and uh, there's like, the film, yeah, really is like once it shows like that they're just there to set it up and tidy it up. It's And from the get-go, like, you've got that chick that's not one of the main crew gets killed off. It's pretty much just getting picked off one by one. But obviously, they're all, like, horny teenagers. They're all, like, splitting off to have sex. And then because they're remote, they're getting attacked. It's often, like, when someone goes to the bathroom or they're, like, left in a room alone and you get, like, the POV from outside kind of thing. Um, which, I don't know. I don't think it was done as well as Michael Myers in... Author shape in Halloween. I think just because I like when you can see like the eye holes of the mask and also you the, like, hear the heavy steady breathing. breathing. Yeah. And I think in, I can't remember if they did it in this or no, it would have just been part two because that's when it was actually Jason. It's like instead of POV, like through the eyes of the killer, it just shows a shot of like the feet, like shuffling across 
mm. floors or like sneaking around, um, like tracking shots of the feet with her, which I thought was interesting. It's just not as good, I think, as like a POV. Yeah, well, they, I, they kind of, if I remember correctly, start to lean away from that, obviously, because mm. like the first one's a whodunit and that it turns out it's a woman. The yeah. second one... An old woman. Yeah. <laughs> the second one also is also a whodunit because that's when they, I guess, reveal that it is Jason. Yeah. But from then on, like it's pretty much Jason every movie, mm. so they don't need to have that whodunit type thing. Like, yeah. By that point, people are watching the movies to watch Jason. Yeah, it is pretty... Yeah, I think you mentioned that actually in like the sequels episode mm. is like... The first one's like cool in its own right for the twist, but then like, as we've already established in horror sagas, the sequels get progressively worse <laughs> and there's less and less story. You're just watching it for the gnarlier deaths that try to level up themselves. But yeah, in this franchise, you're watching it for Jason. Like no one is mm. attached to any of the characters after the first film. For the most part, for the most part. Mm. You haven't seen all of them yet, but... No, yeah. So we should probably clarify that, like... How many films are in this franchise? Twelve. Twelve, okay. Including the remake. They and, need... and I think Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, okay. So I've seen Friday 13th, part two, bits of part three, bits of Jason X, and the requel. Mm. And what have you seen? All of them, except like one and a half of the movies, but I can't remember which ones they are. Okay. Because <laughs> it was a long time ago. And what's your favorite? I don't know if it's the original. Yeah, okay. Or <laughs> it's either the original because of its just classic yeah. nature and the fact that it's not Jason and it's like that little twist. Mm. Or Jason X because it's just so <laughs> fucking weird and I crazy mean, like, and wacky. What year was that set in? Was it like oh. 2060 or something like that? Or was it like 2200 and something? Like way in the future? I don't know. I don't know exactly. Surely it was it. way further in the future. Because, so he's in space. He's like, what? Cryogenically frozen. But then he becomes a cyborg by the end of it. Yeah. So but like, this was back in the 80s when... Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was the 80s. It was either the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, Where true. that was their version of like the 2020s. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um. Yeah, look. This... I actually really enjoyed part two i possibly enjoyed it like as i guess an artful piece of cinema more than one but Mm -hmm. one is just so classic for the deaths and the setup of like watching it knowing how like i don't know unbeknownst to them they were creating one of the most iconic horror franchises Mm. in history and just how simple it is well they they just did it to make money it's like evil dead Made yeah. it on like a budget they could have found at the back of their couch and did everything themselves and it just became iconic because of that. Mm. It's like, yeah, like I think part two is more artfully done. Um, like I think it had a really good script writing. Um, you get these like quips in the dialogue and it's actually quite witty for like an American slasher. Um, and it's quite well paced as well. Like nothing felt too long or too rushed when I was watching it. I thought... Yeah, other than a couple of scenes. Yeah. For the most part, but yeah, they they set out just to make a cash grab, but in the process, mm. they did it well enough. That Particularly that, good. like Alice, I think her name was the sole survivor from the first one, dies in the first scene of the second one. Yeah, I was yeah, like, shit, okay. Well, the behind the scenes of that is because she had like a crazy stalker who oh. loved the Friday the Thirteenth movie. And oh, became a stalker of. Hers. Oh my god, Friday Thirteenth <laughs> became her life. Yeah, and so shit. so yeah, there's just some crazy stalker guy who wow. stalked her in life, and she's like. I don't want this. Okay. Kill me in the next movie. Yeah, wow. Particularly when she like opens the fridge and there's the severed head in there. Like that was... I don't know. I just... That first opening scene was just so sick. <laughs> anyway, we should probably <laughs> go back to the original. Um, but I think too, like he... 
Jason never speaks, as far as I'm aware, in like any of the Friday films, right? I don't believe he ever does, no. Because mm. he just kind of like... Because he's like deformed and... I don't know, like they never explain that, do they? Yeah. I, I don't know if he's like not, inbred or he's got like a genetic outright. disorder. Well, because if, if what you're seeing at the end of the first movie is meant to be like Jason. Yeah. he's Yeah, he's got a deformed head. Because his face is like his re- eyes are misaligned and he's yeah, got like he's his disfigured. mouth's all fucked up. Oh, you do see his face in one of the sequels mm. after he's become zombified. And so, like, so we'll we'll get to okay. that. we'll talk about some of the sequels a little bit later. Yeah, I don't want to sound um, insensitive, but yeah, he seems like something is not quite right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he doesn't speak because of that. Like, yeah, he's actually just a special boy. That's why mm. he doesn't talk. But no, it's, I think it's because he's dead and undead. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, and there's just like some things about this film that, like we were saying before, it's just like <laughs> some of the. Some of the effects are good. Like, in terms of gore and, like, the kills and the deaths, there's not a great amount of blood. Like, apart from the beheading at the end, and you see her head's, like, yeah. you know, somersaulting through the air, and then it's, like, <laughs> blood spurting out, and she's, like, stumbling <laughs> around. Um, apart from that, like, this... And the spear through the neck, I guess, because they had, like, the gurgling blood. So, other than that, that, that was and cool. that, and that, and, well, the, and <laughs> the that, and that, and that well, other one. Well, the there was, like, face. what, seven deaths in this film. Most of them, there's just, like, a bit of blood. Like, someone's throat gets cut. It's just the blood, the line of blood running out. I think... Even the axe to the face. I think that's your bias speaking from these days. Like, look at Halloween. Halloween had, like, no blood. I think I'm just desensitized Well, well. Scream was a bit later. But Nightmare on Elm Street... Well, actually, fuck, that had a lot of blood. Um, Yeah, I think you got a fair point, actually. Yeah, Halloween didn't have a lot of blood. So, it was was a lot bloodier than Halloween. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. I take that back. It's just, it's just like I think for the type of deaths they were, there didn't seem like there was enough blood as to if that would have happened to a person in real life. Yeah, I mean, you're coming off the back of Evil Dead, which had a well, lot of blood, which is excessive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, axe in the face that was pretty gnarly. Um, that was I, th- I think the first practical effect in a horror movie that I saw, and I was like, that's really cool. And yeah, that, that's kind of where my the birth of me loving practical effects came from like mm. the brutality of that just looked so real i mean yeah. it, obviously it looks fake but like mm. the fact of just axe to the face and it like they did it yeah and i like it made me the, love it so much i like that the mother like plants the the bloody axe in like a bed <laughs> makes it look like that someone's sleeping or whatever is that meant to be like godfather 2 <laughs> i was wondering that i don't know like instead but... of a horse head it's a bloody axe yeah yeah anyway um but also like the Man, I'm making too many parallels to Halloween. I guess maybe well, they it's a Halloween knock. They, they did, yeah. I guess watch Halloween, draw inspo from that, make their own. But like you know, the iconic scene when the boyfriends like stuck Stabbed to the to wall. the wall and the knife, like when the the guys on the back of the door with like the arrows in him. Mm. I thought that was a nice kind of nod to that, but like different enough that it was its own thing. Was because he was also the the team that at the beginning of the movie did like the prank on the other girl, where he, like shot an arrow next to her. Right, so that's a bit of a foreshadowing. Uh, no, I think that was the friend that was dead above the like the nah. bunk where Kevin Bacon got slain. No, nah, I don't know about that. Okay, they never actually find him, do they? I don't think so. They never bring it up. They're just uh, in the dialogue. They mention that he's like gone and no one's seen him for a while, and no one's like, "Where the fuck is this guy? <laughs> All this shit's going down." Yeah, well, because yeah, because at the end she does her like final girl circuit where she runs yeah. through and into all the dead bodies, but I don't think she comes across mm. him. See what I liked about that one where he's like. Arrowed to the door, if that's a word, is like that whole scene. Like I was saying earlier in this, is it's a, like a lot of long 
tracking shots or it might even be the one shot and it's like really still there's no intense score or anything and then as she leaves the cabin like closes the door and that's when you see it i thought that was Mm. really nicely done the uh quintessential shower curtain scene uh, in every horror film what i like about this though is instead of like the classic someone you know goes up to it and there's an intense build up of music and they reef it away nothing's there mm-hmm. um it was like the hand kind of like the fingers wrapping around the curtain and starting to kind of peel it away mm. while she's you know um brushing her teeth or whatever yeah so she doesn't even see the shower she doesn't curtain. even see like it, the shower yeah. curtain is there for us yeah i thought that was really cool um and also you know like when the chick, I can't remember if it's that same one, um, but she's like in a cabin and she, or in a bathroom and she can hear a girl like yelling out, help me, please yeah, help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, and it like lures her to the archery range. Was that just the mother putting on like a young it, girl's voice? Well, I, it would have to be, right? I like, guess I think, so. I think the other girl is already dead by that point. Like I, I think when they were making the film and doing the foley and the tracking, like surely that was just a child <laughs> speaking because it sounds too authentic. But yeah. like for the story, that would have just been the mum. Like, which actually, well, it, it, it makes sense because she mimics yeah, Jason. I was say, she mimics Jason. So yeah, maybe, maybe she wasn't actually doing it on purpose. Maybe it was... Her Jason saying, maybe, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I take that back, man. I'm just, um, I'm just shooting holes in my own theories while I'm talking about this. What we're here for. It is good. Like, um, yeah, I remember the first time watching this, like I found parts of it funny with how dated it was, but looking back, it is actually really good. Um, it's, it's dated, it's of its time, but it's, it's well done for what it is. Cause it's a simple horror. Yeah. It's got good practical effects. It doesn't need a big story because it's a slasher. Um, and, like, the deaths were all different from each other. They're all well done. The only, like, cringy bits were, like, the lightning flash when um, <laughs> the storm's coming and they're outside the lake. It's like Kevin Bacon and his girlfriend. And it just looks like someone's dipped the high beams it's in the distance. absolutely clearly just them turning on a light. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, like, everything what, was pretty good. Well, uh, another cringy bit that's not... Of making the movie, it's just like when the camp counselor guy is like hitting on one of the camp counselor girls at the start. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, uh, that's like a 20, 30 yeah. year age difference there, mate. I know. See, the dynamic between them and the like uh, counselors that we're in training or whatever in part two, I thought was really good. It was just really, really good screenwriting. And also, uh, we mentioned. <laughs> The old Ralph, like the creepy old dude. Um, that Crazy Ralph. Out. Crazy Ralph. Use his proper name. Uh, his, birth, his birth name. <laughs> uh, when Crazy Ralph gets killed in part two. Sorry if you haven't seen it. Um, it's pretty early on. <laughs> he's like hiding behind a tree because he's like peeping Tom on the couple getting it on in a yeah. cabin. And Horny Ralph. <laughs> and the like arms of Jason come down and like grot him with like barbed wire from behind a tree. But like... Was he just standing there on the other side of the tree holding this barbed wire around the tree? Because he, he doesn't, like, grab it with the other hand, then put it around his neck. Maybe he just he, brings like, it down he over slid him. it right down, like, towards the nether regions <laughs> and, like, pulled it up. Is, is that the same scene where he, like, does that to a point where it decapitates him? Or am I thinking of something else? No, I don't think... I think he just, like, digs in it a bit and right. then must, just drops must, to the ground or must something. Must be a different kill. Yeah. But also, um... He's definitely a peeping Tom because I like in the first movie where there's that scene of him like hiding in the like the pantry. Yeah, like she goes yeah. Like, to open the cupboard and Crazy Ralph comes out. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing here, Ralph? That was funny. Um, and I think also in that one, like the deaths in that one were all different 
as well, like the dude in the wheelchair when he gets... Is it oh, a machete? The machete the in the face and he falls like, back down. Just doubles backwards there, like four flights of stairs in the rain. Or um, is it that movie as well? Oh, I don't know if it's that movie later. There's a dude doing a handstand. Uh, I might be mixing possibly. up Possibly. What there's, happens? There's, there's a kill in one of the movies where there's like a guy who's like a gymnast and he's always doing handstands. And okay. at one point he does a handstand and the act, the machete just comes down right between his oh, legs. And it's I, like, that's the, that's the hardest to watch kill. I don't think that was this one because I don't remember that scene, but that okay. sounds pretty gnarly. Um, I also like that they pay homage to the first one. There's like a similar spear attack through like uh, the mattress, but it's like mm-hmm. a couple on the bed this time. Yeah. And it just shows them... Like the chick looks up and screams, then the spear like underneath, mm-hmm, covered in mm-hmm. blood above the floorboards. That was dope. Um, well, I think in the second one they had to tone down the gore and violence because okay, the peep the I don't know what they call the MPAA if it was back then or the the censors mm. who created the rating were like they were too like, they thought they were too lenient on the first one because okay. I guess it wasn't popular. Yeah. Whereas it became popular, and so they're like okay, we need to crack down on this. Yeah, like, interesting. There needs to be less gore in the second one. Okay. Yeah, that's odd. Which is why it's not as gory. Yeah, fair. Maybe that's why they put more effort into the screenwriting. <laughs> the dialogue and yeah. the acting. I don't know. It's not as good though. Nah. Um, and then like in the first one, so in like the final act, Mrs. Voorhees, you don't find out her first name, do you? Not until, like the, not until like the third movie. Okay. Second or third movie. So like Mrs. Voorhees appears and this is like just after she's killed like the... the camp counselor leader guy yeah um got a ride with the sheriff or something um and she just like appears and like pretends that she's shocked that like all this is happening because like the last girl alice finds her and it's like nighttime and it's raining and she's like oh please all my friends are in she's mm-hmm. like no what are you talking about like calm down <laughs> goes in and sees the body and she's actually like shocked mm. i thought that was good um because it would have been so easy to just have her like like you know her appear alice thinks she's you know, none the wiser, go to her. And then while she's like hugging her in the rain, just gets like a knife to the back or something. I mean, that would have made more sense for her to do. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, it I doesn't just, make it for as good as Yeah. Movie. I just like that they sort of played it out a bit more first. Mm. Um, that was cool. And then this is where like, I think the first time you see her like talking to herself in Jason's voice, like, mm. kill her mommy. Well, that- don't let her get away. <laughs> it's, it's kind of bad, but yeah. It's fine. It, it is what it is. And what I really like about Mrs. Voorhees as well, she's just brutally murdered all these teens. You've got like <laughs> fishing spear through the throat, axe to the face. And then when she finally grabs a hold of Alice after she finds out she's the killer, she just slaps her <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> it was just, yeah, that was great. Yeah, um, she loses those man hands that she had. Yeah, I know, yeah. And then when they're like, I don't know, grappling each other in the sand, um, like <laughs> wax it with an oar. <laughs> A rowing oar and it's a good fight scene. It is. I it's, mean, it's, it's it's convincing. It's it's not like when you see someone go like punch someone, miss them by a yeah. foot, and there's a really obnoxious punch sound effect. Yeah, I think that was also choreographed by Tom Savini actually. Oh, interesting. So okay, man of many talents. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, and then oh, also I know I've mentioned it many times, but I noticed I just saw the note when she gets decapitated by Alice with the machete at the end. Um, there's all this intense music, obviously, because it's coming to a crux. And then when her headless body falls to the ground, there's just crickets. I thought that was cool. It was kind of funny, but I thought that was a really nice touch. There's a lot of things like scenes in the movie where it's kind of funny, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's definitely not the most terrifying film ever made, I'll say that. Oh, no, it wasn't. At no point, I was overly unsettled. Like, Mm. it was cool to see through the POV of the killer 
and you know you can see that they're approaching and you know an unwitting victim but because you're in the killer's shoes i feel like it was less tense if you were in the victim's shoes and all of a sudden the killer appears out of nowhere then you get like not necessarily the jump scare but just the suspense yeah yeah this has this movie doesn't have too much suspense in it yeah it kind of focuses more on the bloody kills and which yeah i mean this yeah was one of the first slashes mm. so it's just kind of a fun yeah it's just kind of a fun film to watch um and interestingly too like going through the sequels from what i remember like every film in this franchise what do you say like 12 films yep. had a different writer and director for each installment nobody came back twice I don't think so. Okay. Not even, yeah, not even twice. I like, go. don't quote me on it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there was like two films that were the same writer or same director. Okay. But yeah, as far as I'm aware, like everything is its, every installment is its own well, that, crew. That very much, I think, is to its own, what's the opposite of a detriment? A credit. A benefit. To its own credit. A credit, yeah. Is what I'm going to go with. Merit. Because something I love about the franchise, and it's not my favorite of the, the horror movie franchise, mm. I'd rate it below Nightmare and Scream and... I'd rate it above Halloween. Yeah, of the, of, of the big three, like it's it's probably my third. But um, three is in like Halloween, Nightmare, Friday. Well, that's what I consider okay. the big three. What yeah. do you consider the big three? I put Scream in there, but I'm probably wrong because oh, like, yeah. that was in the '90s. Yeah, I I'd can Scream. I, I enjoy Scream. I enjoy Scream more than Nightmare. But I know Scream like Nightmare had to exist for Scream yeah, to exist. Okay. So I have to kind of yeah. pay that forward. But yeah, um, yeah. But so it's. It's not my favorite of the franchises, but something I love about this in particular, mm. and I like more than most of the others, is every movie is different. Like it's kind yeah. of the same premise of, uh, you know, Jason or Jason's mother, mm. um, killing a bunch of horny teens. But yeah. every movie has something different. Like, okay, I'll run through some of the sequels. Mm. So the second one is where we introduce Jason. Yeah. So that's pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. It's no longer this old woman, and he's not a kid. He's like he's I don't know yeah, how old, six but foot. He's Three I presume he's like Kane, I think. mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah, and just so living in a hut in the <laughs> woods all this time. Yeah, so that like takes it from there's the a f- there's a truck going by <laughs> very slowly. Bit of audio texture. Okay, we're good. Okay, yeah. Um, so you, you got number two, which has an adult Jason. Yeah, and then still no mask. He wears like a sack on his head. Yeah, he's got like a sheet with an eye hole, like one <laughs> eye hole. <laughs> yeah. So the third movie. He finally gets his mask. Yeah. And so that's when Jason becomes Jason. Yeah. He might also get his machete then too. I'm not sure. I kind of like... See, that reminded me... <laughs> Man, the listeners are going to get sick of this. But that reminded me of like in Halloween uh, where he kills the boyfriend and then he comes in with the sheet and the eye holes <laughs> over his head with the glasses. Like yeah. in this one... Uh, sorry, in part three, when he kills the dude that was like spearfishing or whatever mm. and had the hockey mask and then he comes back... With that hockey mask on, and the chick is like, "Oh, what are you yeah, doing?" Yeah, she confuses him for yeah. the mask, like for the for the guy because of the mask. Yeah, I thought that was a funny parallel. Yeah, and then here's where memory lacks a bit, but mm-hmm. some of the sequels, I'll just go through some stuff. Yeah, eventually, Jason dies, so they kill Jason. Yeah, it that, might even be in the fourth one because we mentioned this in the sequel thing where like one of them, like relatively early on in the franchise, is called the final chapter. And then the next one's a new beginning, right? Mm, I don't know if that's these ones. Oh, okay. Because there's also Jason Lives. <laughs> yeah, Jason goes to hell. <laughs> yeah, so Jason, Continue. they finally kill Jason at the end of one of them. Okay. And so that's, okay, cool, they've killed Jason. And then the next movie, instead of bringing him back, yeah, it's one of those movies where some people like it, some people don't. It does mm. the, the Halloween 3 thing where it's not Jason. Yeah, like, It's okay. a killer that you find out that is 
some random character that's barely in the movie at all. It's like some paramedic that's pretending to be Jason. Is it is is it at least like related to the franchise? Like, is Crystal Lake in it or? Yeah, it's it's like it's pretty much a copycat killer, and everyone yeah. thinks it's Jason. Okay, like hockey mask and all. Yeah, machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and okay. so even as a viewer, you think it's Jason, mm. uh, but then at the end, you find out no, it's just this random guy that nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and so then I think after that had a bit of a bad reception. People didn't like that. He was resurrected by like lightning. Oh, and so it oh was, I've read that. It yeah. was actually Jason coming back from the dead. And huh. then from then it gets crazy. And in one of the later ones, he versus a psychic girl. Yeah, okay. So they get a bit of carry in there. That's J- cool. Jason versus psychic girl. And then, yeah, it gets weird where it turns out... He was brought back from the dead mm. with the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, as oh, in the Evil Dead book. I think I have also read or heard that, yeah. Yeah, and so he was brought back because of that. Interesting. And he can then transfer his soul in, yeah. in like Jason's slug form and <laughs> possess people to do his killing oh, for him. Was that Jason Goes to Hell? That was Jason Goes to Hell. I might have seen parts of that like okay. on late night TV Cause, years cause, ago. And I think you also find out he has a sister in that one. Okay. And that's one he goes to Manhattan, yeah. which doesn't... like. The that's co- like Scream... What was it? Scream 6 where they did that? Where it was like set in New York. The most like, recent one? Yeah. Isn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cause before, like Where was Woodsboro set? Well, they, don't, they don't actually say, but it's yeah, it's, know, it's just Detroit or California. It's in like New that. York for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but that, that that works with the movie. This whole movie, like Jason goes Manhattan ja- or Jason J- takes Manhattan, takes Manhattan. Yeah, is is marketed as Jason takes Manhattan. Okay, he doesn't. He he's in the, he's in Manhattan for like ten minutes of the movie. False advertising. The, the majority of the movie takes place on a boat going to Manhattan. Okay, and and, and how is he involved? Well, he's just killing people on the boat. <laughs> okay. So he's just crept onto yeah, this boat. Is I, it like a cruise ship or is it It's a, like a what? cruise ship. And I can't okay. remember why, but he's he's crept onto it to kill them. Okay. And then he, yeah, slowly take, picks them off one by one. Eventually it lands. Yeah. And he is in Manhattan. But it's not, the movie's not Jason in Manhattan. Yeah. Interesting. It okay. does have my favorite kill, I think, of the franchise though. Where yeah. he's fighting a boxer and the guy gets some good licks in. Oh, And then okay. Jason just punches his head off. Oh. Like straight up decapitates him with a punch. Shit. Okay. That's um, I want to see that, but I've I've seen that done in like Asian martial arts films yeah. where they'll like punch through a guy's chest and pull out the beating heart, <laughs> shit like that. Like it's so bad, it's good. Shit, now I want to see like a Kung Fu Jason movie. Oh, that'd be right. Can you imagine? All right, if you had the shape, Jason Voorhees, and Freddy. So we've had Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Who do you think would win? Because there's no clear winner in Freddy versus Jason, is there? We had that conversation. Yeah, in the I movie, think. they don't. Because they're both kind of immortal. Because well, Ma- Michael Michael dies. He he loses in that scenario. Because he's the only one that's a man. Yeah, I was going to say, in theory, the other two... Well, Jason is technically undead. But then Freddy is like... Uh, I don't even know what Freddy is. Spiritual being at this point. Well, he's a... Yeah, he's a... He, he was a man, but he is now a dream demon. He's transcended. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a dream demon. Yeah, I feel like it's always going to be Freddy. Just for the fact that you cannot kill him. It's it's too messy. Of a qu- it's too messy of a question yeah. because if you don't have any horny teens to kill, mm, then true. then Freddy can't do anything because Jason doesn't dream, so Freddy can't do anything yeah. to him. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna say Freddy and Jason. I'm gonna say stalemate, just like stalemate? the movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I mean, if you were to cut Jason's head off, does he? Does anything like that ever happen in the later films that I've not seen? Does he ever like get decapitated or? 
you know, shot through the heart or burned or anything like that? I don't know if he gets anything as definitive as that. Okay. But he, it, but he gets killed and then he just comes back. Okay. And then they try to kill him in Jason X. Yeah, yeah. But then even then, he just goes into a freezing, frozen chamber. That's right. Wakes up in the air. I looked it up. 24.45 or 24.45. So much further than 26. We've we got a couple of years <laughs> to look forward to that one. And uh, then in that, he gets blown to shit, but then he comes back as a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um. Yeah, true. Because I was just thinking, like... It's like when we had this like conversation, Michael Myers gets like brutally beaten, like shot, stabbed, burned, but still comes back. And that's when they spin it in the new trilogy that mm. each time he kills, he like gets stronger and like, I don't know, transcends the real world or some shit. But I don't know if anything like that really happens with Jason Voorhees. It's just built like a brick shit house and... <laughs> Then just well, at least, comes back to life, so he can't be killed. Yeah, at least in the Halloween movies, though, they have that reason. Whereas yeah. in the Friday Thirteenth, it's just he's just OP because he is. They kind of like set it up that in the first one, when the kid like pulls Alice into the lake out of the canoe, that he's already undead. Then right, but then how is he aging? How does he become an adult in the second one? See, that's where it gets messy. That's I'm why digging I, a hole here. That's this why is I think bad. It's a dream. It's a bad rabbit hole. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so. And that's pretty much it. So you would say like a few films in the middle of the franchise are just kind of like the same thing, different context. Yeah. Until you get like... Until you get the wacky stuff hell like goes to hell and space, space and all this stuff comes in. Yeah. There's no in the ghetto like there is with the Leprechaun movies, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got... Then we've got the 2009 requel, which... It, it's like when you said it's like a remake to a film that didn't happen because it's like, it like remakes the first one, but it's Jason. Yeah, and we've we've talked about that one, so mm, we yeah. won't harper too much on about it. No, but um, yeah, I, I got to say, I I thoroughly enjoyed um, part two. I also liked since I'm mentioning nods to other horror films that came before it. In part two, I noticed um, there's a scene where the chick's skinny dipping, and they play the Jaws theme. <laughs> I thought that was cool. That's I don't know how they got the rights to it, but um, maybe yeah. is it the exact Jaws thing? Nah, it's like they play a few like okay. minor notes, a semitone apart, and then it like starts to pick up a bit more. And I was like, the oh, classic, that's nice. Hey, yo, can I copy your homework? Yeah, yeah. Right, just change it a little bit. It was it was subtle, um, <laughs> but even like the end of part two, the the pursuit is quite comical. At least in the first one, when it's Alice and Mrs. Voorhees, like it's somewhat convincing. I mean, she gets smacked in the head with a fry pan, and the gong <laughs> that that makes is so funny. Yeah. Um. But in in part two, when it's the chick and Jason, it's like she, she kicks him in the balls, and he like <laughs> drops to the ground. She gets at a car, and he's like at the door, like so I think he's like stabbing through the roof mm-hmm. or something. Um. Like in child's play and then he's at the door and she like p- kicks open the door and he just like stumbles backwards <laughs> like somersaults backwards on the ground and then i was already in tears at that point there's a point where she's like hiding under a bed and he comes in and it shows his feet walking around like it does earlier in that film like a whole ghost face type thing in scream mm-hmm. and it looks like he leaves so she comes out and he's got this like pitchfork <laughs> and he's standing on a chair. That's why she can't see his feet. <laughs> and then he goes to stab her. The fucking gun, the pitchfork misses, snaps in half, and then the chair collapses. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. He's actually just one of the three stooges. It's, it was like everything that could go wrong went wrong. It's like, how has he just slaughtered like 30 people before this chick? It's so funny. Yeah, he's 
he's probably the least menacing of yeah, most yeah. of the killers. I think also because like I don't know, I feel like no one ever sees him. Like Michael Myers will kind of like pop up out of nowhere and he'll like stalk someone. Um, Freddy likes to almost appear in like mirages. He has like illusions of himself where like you'll well, think he's there. Well, he likes to taunt people. Yeah. But then Jason just kind of like, you never, like if you're going to get killed by him, you almost never see him. Yeah. He just Mo- creeps up yeah, on you and time stabs you. Yeah. Coming from behind then. Yeah. Axe to the face. Yeah. So I guess that's a, a an interesting distinction. Um, but, and also in part two, there's like this hut that he's been living in this like just slapped together corrugated iron and wood and shit. It's all yeah. dilapidated. There's even a fucking toilet in there that looks disgusting. <laughs> um, but I do like it's got a curtain. Well, <laughs> he wants his privacy in, yeah. in the woods. Um, and there's like this shrine with his mother's like, like mummified head. head. Yep. Yeah. And like all these candles. That was cool. Like when you're that deep into a franchise, what differentiates them is not the, generally the story. It'll be like one really cool kill or some like major change to the killer. Like him getting the mask. Like the fact that like Jason Voorhees is one of the most iconic horror villains, yet he's not even in the original and doesn't even have the hockey mask until part three. Mm. I just think that's interesting. Yeah. So the, the only ones I'd really recommend watching, if you're not just going to watch all of them, yeah. are one, two, three. Then go skip a couple. You don't mm. need to watch Final Chapter or A New Beginning. Yeah. Maybe Jason Lives. Okay. I'd say that. Okay. Uh, skip the Psychic Girl. Look up clips of the Manhattan one on YouTube. You don't need to watch that whole movie. Yeah. I'd watch Jason Goes to Hell and mm. then Jason X. Jason X is... Like, Jason X is, is the, cool. the absolute <laughs> most required watch of yeah. this. Um, and I feel like... Now that I'm... Now that we're talking about this, the sequels in that franchise, it's probably... Of the classic slasher franchises, it... Is probably the one that all the sequels, I guess, are the most different. Because I mean, it it there in terms of story, like it all is just like a bunch of teens getting picked off one by one. But the fact that he goes to New York, he goes to space, he gets resurrected, like all these kind of things happen. It's mm-hmm. actually, yeah, it's actually some good variation in that saga, which is pretty yeah. good. But yeah, that's pretty much all I really have on Friday the 13th. Because like I said, I've only seen a few of them. But the first one is just, it's just a simple film. And it is, it knows what it is. And it's, it's got some like quirks to it. Like that intro title card, I was not expecting that. And the fucking banjo music when some of the teens are being introduced. Yeah. And I actually, I like, the title card must be different in every film in that franchise. But similar in the fact that it's like the Friday 13th, like word art looking Mm -hmm. thing that zooms in. It all looks that terrible. The first one is like the glass pane smashing. The second one's an explosion for some reason. And there is no explosion or fire in that film. Yeah. They just want um, to set your expectations high. Then let you yeah. Know. It's just a fun watch. Like I thoroughly enjoyed watching it yeah, and, I and rewatching I it. I wouldn't say anyone should go into this expecting a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's one of those movies where it's a required watch because it's classic. Yeah. But go into it expecting just like maybe some yeah. fun. Yeah. It's not like super artful. Um. Like, it's not, like, one of those horrors that we watch and we can dissect it and analyze it and say how it made us feel or how mm. we interpret this thing in the story. It's just, like, had some really cool deaths, some really cool kills. The way it was shot was interesting. Like I said, the slow-mo and the, and the mm. freeze frames, I think it was the first I can remember that did that. Yeah. At least in horror. Yeah. It's made for a very rambly episode of this podcast, that's for sure. Mm. It's yeah. not, not really a proper structure to it. We're just kind of talking shit. Yeah. But hey, that's fine. That's it. We like you that. know, um, 
we should probably mention too, we're recording this a week, two weeks ahead. This is going to drop two weeks from now. Yeah. yeah. No, this one is dropping next week because we skipped a week. Okay. Some behind the scenes talk. But I think we did, because we're doing old new topic, right? And we just had a new one drop today when we're recording this. So I think it's going to be two weeks from now. I don't know. Anyway, we're recording this in <laughs> advance because we're catching up. We we wanted some time off to, to watch some films and, and catch up on our list. And I've got something to say about that. Okay. To the listeners or to me to privately? Both. Okay. <laughs> mostly, okay. mostly the listeners and you. Yeah. Uh, I'm still the same fucking kid I was in high school. Okay. I won't, in- say, I won't say what the movies I've watched are because that'll yeah. ruin next week. But uh, we had a list of movies we want to talk about. Mm. And... I've put it off. I'm a fucking procrastinator. <laughs> I had an extra yeah. week to watch it and I didn't watch a single movie in that week. I had a week off, like I said, and I watched, I think, two. But I, <laughs> I watched on the weekend, I watched like three or four films. Um, yeah. I, I watched one this week and I'll have to binge like three of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of them, like I can remember like the best bits. We just try to rewatch whatever film we're talking about before we record. So we're a bit refreshed and we can like look at it with a bit more of an analytical lens, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of like watching movies, um, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Vol 3. In you the did? Cinema with my dad. Ooh, yeah. don't, don't tell me a single thing about nah, it. Nah, well, as you know, I'm not a big like Marvel fan. Just, I feel like, I don't know, those superhero blockbuster franchises they're just like too much like cgi and action and not enough stories like too grand a yeah. scale like too much is happening for me to take anything in i but, enjoy stuff like that though yeah I, it's my, good escapism my brother saw it and he uh cried like a little baby okay and so i'm i'm expecting can, some sadness yeah I, I and can, i haven't watched any trailers or anything because I, I, I avoid all that stuff yeah if you're a fan um it's definitely got some tearjerker moments it's quite long too so set aside they're like, all a bit long of time. these days man. see we've still got to watch bo's afraid the movies and that's like three hour <laughs> runtime that's a three hour slog yeah i'm keen though i i do like ariasta yeah yeah all right well uh you before we end i mm-hmm. just want to say You've only said interestingly like three times this episode. <laughs> Man, I've got to make a drinking game out of it when I listen back to this when I'm cutting it up and editing it. Yeah. Uh, so that was, I guess, us talking shit about Friday the 13th. Yeah. Part one through 12. <laughs> <laughs> and the re- is, is the recall in the 12? Oh, who cares? I, I didn't like 12, it. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's, it's all right. It's, all yeah, right. it's check, not that bad. Check us out on our socials. Deadhouse mm-hmm. Pod, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you'd find stuff. Yeah, you should be able to stream us. I think everywhere except YouTube. We you made a way. I'm still working on that. Yep, I'm nodding. We established that. Yep, yeah, YouTube. Hell yeah. Uh, so hit us up next Friday for the next episode. And till then, 5 p.m. drops. We'll be right back.